Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Hour podcast. I am your host, Miss Kev on stage, and I am here with my husband and co-host. The Kev on stage. The Kev on stage. And today we have two very special guests, and I'm like super excited because this will be the year of guests. And that is my sister, Melanie Goosby, and her husband, Greg Goosby. Hello. I'm very much excited. So my sister is the author of ABCs for Girls Like Me. It is a book that is available currently on our website at kevonstage.com. And her and her husband have been married for five years it'll six be five years this year look at y'all finna go to kindergarten of marriage and so every episode of course we start off with um this or that q kev's theme song you got no book i have no book no 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 i'm bringing the book when we don't have guests bringing it back oh okay mm-hmm. Uh, that or this with Kev and Liz, <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> and people, like, people like that or this why? song by me, Liz. Why is Dude, this I, or that churchy? Because I'm churchy and it's in my blood. <laughs> okay. my, I don't even have blood. It's all anointing oil. It's, it's all anointing oil. Oh, Just olive safe. oil flows through me. <laughs> yes. Um, and actually, people have sent us in um, like jingles for that. And um, probably the week after this episode premieres, we will um, start showcasing those. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question this week is, would you rather swim in pudding or jello? Is this any pudding? Yes. Any flavor? Any flavor. You pick the flavor of Jello or pudding. What would you rather swim in? Go, Greg. You're drowning in pudding. <laughs> I believe so you're I'm swimming. I think Jell-O. you can swim in pudding. Man, you try to swim in Jell-O some pudding. Jello is 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 pudding tougher. Pudding is, is thick. I feel like you're pudding is thick, pudding. but I also feel like in Jello you're gonna like suffocate. No. Really? In Jello? Yeah, it's like. No, it's remember sticky. they be having like Jello wrestling competitions and stuff. Oh, they like, do. I go with Jello just for that reason alone. Because somebody's already said, man. I can oh no, you're probably gonna suffocate in pudding because it's all. Oh, yeah, you can't breathe. I mean, you really can't. I think you're swim. just I mean, gonna die. If you had a pool full of this, you general. would die. Oh, yes. <laughs> like that's the hypotheticals are death, yeah. no matter yeah. what it is. So yeah. there's no buoyancy in Jello or pudding. So if it was like a small thing where I'm not gonna die and I had to move through it, I would, that would do pudding. And also, I mean, Jello. I hate the taste of pudding. Okay, great. Pudding is trash. It would be Jello. Jello, and Mel. I really want to know why Kevin's be. Were you you watching Jello matches? <laughs> I've seen some things on television oh, okay. movies. That I mean, was, I don't partake. Was, oh, was, oh, I just oh. like, oh man, I thought this just was TV. Google and, Jello matches. Yeah, I was yeah, just okay. cutting through TV and to see TD Jakes, <laughs> and it was. Uh, I'm choosing pudding. Why? Because all I can think of is Jello being a block, and you can't move in it, and. I don't. Think Are y- y'all I, know how like Jello is not hard to move. You through. put it it's, in your mouth and it just like yeah. dissolves really, like into. I never like really ate Jello. I always ate pudding, so I feel like that's why my answer is pudding as well. I don't want no association with Bill Cosby. <laughs> Cosby. Oh no, he oh. sold Jello. He oh. did Jello too. No, he did Jello pudding pops. We can't have neither. Nothing. Well, that's he why we said pudding and Jello. We won. We would. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's hilarious. You're I don't know why this is like my favorite questions to ask. I like Where do you scour get from? the internet. Oh, you were answering. Yes. And Pinterest. And like, I just. That question didn't say like, what would you rather eat? No. And swim. Swim in. Okay. Noted. <laughs> Eating. That's an easy question. Yeah. <laughs> Jello, right? We're all on one accord. No. Jello. No, pudding. You would eat pudding too? 
Oh, for sure. I would eat pudding as well. Jello's gross. Jello's gross. There's, it's literally no flavor. Yeah. It's just like a weird texture. Flavor. And it's all the Yeah, weird. that's weird. Yeah. That's how I feel about pudding. Okay. And I'm black. You up. actually agree. So lo- in real life, this is my real life baby sister. And anytime her and her husband, Greg, comes over, we align just it's like this. always us against Me them. and Greg probably get along better than Melissa and Mel. Wait, Lies. Because, Lies. Because, Lies. Because, no, no. Truths, truths. <laughs> because nobody we understands. secret meetings. Yes, yeah. we do. You guys think we're going to Home Depot? We just go around the block and be like, whew. Now let us talk about them. <laughs> yes. No <laughs> one y'all knows. ever like we're going to Home Depot? We'll be right. back. Plenty of times. See? We finish each other's sentences. Hey. <laughs> but uh, nobody you. knows what it's like to be married to y'all better than <laughs> So I hear Greg like, let me tell you what she is doing. And he like Mel the same way. I be like, man, it's the dad or the mom or both. Yeah. I hope they watch this. I want them to watch it. You raise great Mama daughter. watches it. My mom oh, watches it. Your mom will be like, can you tell me when we're talking about sex? And be like, mom, read the description notes. I don't know what to tell She you. does. See, that's hilarious. Oh. I didn't change my pants. You were in sweats? <laughs> it's kind of already happening now. Join me in the sweats. What? We're at home. Oh my gosh, I was supposed to put jeans on 45 minutes ago. By the way, those are Zayzay sweats, by the way. That's are they? Those are boys for yes. yeah. yeah, I went and put them in his room and I saw them? you with them on. I actually, me and Isaiah Loki were the same clothes at this point in life. That's hilarious. Yeah, that does happen. Okay, so <laughs> we've established that I'm in sweats. That's a thing now. <laughs> Sorry. Join me. Sweat. I hate it because now that I'm not working, I wear sweats like every single day. So I actually like low key look forward to like. But when you work here, like, putting I can on the wear whatever I want, and now that you can, you're like, I want to wear because whatever clothes. I want wasn't sweats. It why? was jeans. Sweats is. The, why would you be wearing jeans at home? That's why I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. never wear jeans unless I'm performing or I, I have know to meet I somebody. Hate it. I feel like my life is together when I wear jeans. More sweats today. I I love it. it. I hope this never goes out of style. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to move into um, today's topic, which is about postpartum depression. And in case you are unfamiliar about, um, well, there's postpartum depression and there's also um, baby blues. So about 80% of women globally experience um, baby blues and about 10 to 20 percent depending on the year uh, globally exp- experience postpartum depression depression and about 11.5 percent in the u.s of women obviously that are giving birth experience postpartum depression uh did you guys know that no I what know is what baby, baby blues, blues a, a technical term yes what is, it's what like is just it like, like the the crash in in hormones and everything that happens like immediately. Um, immediately most upon giving birth, upon giving birth, mm-hmm. and you experience like some form of sadness, and it's like quite it's eighty percent, so it's quite common after giving birth. Um, but it's a much shorter, less severe form of like postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's very common, and yeah, and it's called baby blues. How do you how do you how do you decide? Um, which one you're suffering from? Like, when does it move from blue? I, to I actually don't know, but my assumption is that it is severity and time and time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. I didn't even know baby blues was a thing until today. Yeah. Me neither. I was. Okay. I mean, but you could, I don't, obviously we're going to get into the conversation, but you could almost expect something for you to go from all of these hormones and like making uh-huh. real life, making a child. And then all of a sudden, you birth the child you. and it's done. There's mm-hmm. got to be some type of yeah 
reaction. Even like emotionally. women's hair reacts, their oh, yeah, skin, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you start losing your hair, yeah, yeah, edges. edges fall out. And mm-hmm. it's like not just like black women. Like this is something that happens to women, women. period, yeah. is like hair shedding and just a lot of things happen because your body is obviously producing another human life and so it is um like preparing for that so it's like overcompensating whatever your normal levels are it's like that much more because it's got to give some to uh, literally another person so um anyway that is something that both me and my sister have experienced so we are going to First, share our stories. You want me to go first? Yes, please. Okay. So um, I experienced postpartum depression with my oldest son, Isaiah. And it was like a lot going on in my life. So we had, um, obviously, it was my first child. And upon giving birth, he was like six weeks early. And um, I'll never forget, me and Kevin were watching the Steve Harvey movie, It was his comedy special that had just come out. God's not done with me or I'm not done tripping. Uh, Don't trip. Don't trip. God's not done with me. And I was watching it at home. I'm going to just lift this really quick. But um, I was watching it at home. And that day at work, I took um, lunch and I was walking around the parking lot at my job. And I started experiencing like these really severe pains, like to the point I was like hurled over. And this car whoever stranger I didn't know saw me that you know I'm pregnant I'm like kind of rolled over and she's like are you okay and I'm like no it's fine like I'll be okay went back to work Kev's not shaking his head because that's very much in line with who I am um, you fine yeah just having a baby mind yours yes seriously <laughs> keep it moving I, see I absolutely went back to work finished out the day got home I was watching that movie and it was my first kid I had never experienced contractions Braxton Hicks none of the things None of the things. I was purely ignorant, but I was convinced, oh my God, I think I'm having contractions. I think I'm about to give birth. So I told Kev, we rushed to the hospital. We get to the hospital and I was actually experiencing Braxton Hicks contractions, but all of my like vitals, I don't know specifically, I know like potassium was one of them. Um, Whatever was supposed to be high was low and whatever was supposed to be low was high so I went into like emergency c-section all I remember is going in one day and waking up with the baby two or three days later and that's like all I remember and then shortly after giving birth I found out my parents had got divorced and my whole body and mind was not prepared to have just had a baby Find out, find out that my parents are divorced all in like weeks of each other. Like I was still on maternity leave when all this happened and it affected me in a way that I started having like panic attacks, like severe panic attacks. I was just uh, sharing with my sister as we were kind of prepping for this episode that it felt like I was going crazy and then I was going to die. It was like I was going to go crazy and then I was going to immediately die. Because it was like, you just feel like you're out of control of your body. And I remember my dad at the time was overseas and he had come home and we went to, I don't know if you remember this, we went to SeaTac to pick him up Mm -hmm. and you were in the back. You do remember? And you were in the back with Isaiah. You don't remember. A lot of things have You were way life. too enthusiastic about the <laughs> yes, I do remember. I'm standing on my brain. Everybody in my brain was like, go to the vows. <laughs> they're, they're live. They're live. Why don't you remember this? That's hilarious. Um, I remember. And I had like a legit panic attack. 
I can't believe you don't remember. And you like See? had to pull over. You like reached from behind and pulled over the car. And we like pulled over with my dad in the car. And he was like freaked out. Like, is she okay? If you know my dad, like you, it's actually kind of funny to like imagine him yeah. like kind of freaked out. Like, oh my God, is she okay? Like what's yeah. wrong? Or oh my God, I've never seen this before. And Kev was all freaked out. And I was just like, it was overwhelming to like, I don't know, like have him in the car with me after just hearing about my parents. And I, maybe we were trying to have a conversation about it. Or maybe I was just thinking about it. I don't even know. But like all of a sudden my body was like, I can't even like replicate how like shaky I was. It was just like out of control. So anyway, I was on maternity leave and they give you a little bit more time for C-section because I had to have an emergency C-section because I had um, preeclampsia. And by the time I was supposed to go back to work, I called or they call you to check on you. And I was like bawling. I'm not ready to go back. Like all of these things. And the lady was like, it sounds like you have postpartum depression. And it was the first time I was like, oh, maybe that's what this is. Like it had not occurred to me before that moment. And so she recommended I go see a therapist and I did that. And um, it was like, I was better after that. Like I went to see her for probably about a month. Um, I ended up being on maternity leave for August, September, October, November, December for about four months. I didn't go back until December ish. Um, yeah. And when I went back, I was fine. She gave me some like um, coping skills and like some tactics to do some of the things I actually still remember and use. Um, but yeah, that was like, that was my experience. It was deep, right? <laughs> it was deep. I, I, I was know, not <laughs> ready for none of that. I remember watching the Steve Harvey thing and you went into uh, labor and I remember like <laughs> we had like a backpack that was like our go pack or whatever. And for whatever reason, as soon as you're like, okay, Kev, I think it's real. I was just like changing shirts. I was like, ah, this is not, I cannot be born when my son is born. I cannot be wearing this. This shirt doesn't, like I changed shirt like three times. You're like, fam, what are you doing? I was like, I, I did not have. I think I remember that. I was not prepared. I think Nick was with us. No. Or she it was, was just oh, me. Oh, she was on the phone. We called her. Oh, she was actually, like, you guys we were right. Go. We did. And I was like, let me just change. She was like, why are you changing shirts? Yeah. They give you scrubs. And I was like, ah, scrubs. <laughs> so um, we got to the hospital and I remember a lot of things about that. Um, one, feeling like the hospital staff was not as as ready as they should have been. Mm. Like, we're going through the emergency room, and they're just like, take your time. And I was like, she's breathing hard. Like, help her. <laughs> I'm like opening doors myself and stuff. But the, the worst part of the whole thing, well, the two worst part, the first, the worst part before you had the baby was was when the, the doctor came in, and they were like, very calmly like, um, your wife's having some complications, so we're going to do is have uh, an emergency C-section. Don't worry. It's going to be fine. We know next time you see her, you will have a son. And I was like, well, can I come in there with with her? And they were like, no, this is kind of like uh, critical. To, I don't remember the words she used, but she was just like, it's not really enough space for you to be in here, but you'll be fine. And here we'll be back in a couple hours, right? So I'm like, okay. But they made it seem like it was not that big of a deal. It was uh-huh. like, you know, these births are vaginal. These are C-sections. Don't worry about it. It's kind of common, you know, mm-hmm. courtesy or not common practice. And since, of course, we didn't have any kids and sure. I'd never been around anybody who had kids like at the hospital, I was just like, okay, you know, C-sections are, you know, I knew that could be something. So you were gone all night, like many hours. And in the when you they came back and said oh you've got a beautiful baby boy we'll bring him back we're just cleaning him up uh he's four pounds or whatever 
and you know be thankful because we almost lost your wife and i was like now hold on what was was she on a different floor and they're like oh no man we you know we purposely don't tell you how serious things can be just open it zay jay zay she was fine joe was joe. joe he was, he was trying, trying to help nice. nah nah he joe it's fine. She's she's totally. She's it doesn't matter. You're doing the best you can. Yeah, just postpartum. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Joe. God bless you. I love you. Um, should we edit that out? <laughs> so um, so when they came back and they were like, you know, um, yeah, her organs were actually it was a, another person, and I don't know if that person didn't know how calm the first person was. Yeah. But they were like, yeah, you know, your wife's organs were shutting. Oh, I remember why. So. They were like, your wife's organs were shutting down, so we had to have it. Her blood pressure was rising. We couldn't get control of it. So she's going to be heavily sedated for a little while. So we're going to bring her back. And a little while was like three days. (laughs) So you were like in and out of it when like people came, like uh, family members came, and you would like be up enough. And then you would be asleep for like eight hours. Mm-hmm. So when I had visions of having a son, I did not think mm-hmm. I was going to be doing all, all the stuff. stuff. Yeah. So I'm like holding the baby. He's like, he was a little premature. He's like tiny. He's like, I remember he fit like in my arms like this. And I had to feed him all by myself. Like I was a big boy. I had to feed him <laughs> all by myself and change him. And also this is unrelated, but they don't tell you the first baby poop is like, Tar. not like I had changed a lot of diapers, but that first meconium, I was like, okay, this is like motor oil. And yeah. so Melissa was sleep for like three days. Mm-hmm. She was like in and like not a coma, but like you just could not wake up long yeah. enough to help. So that was the first thing that we were in the hospital for like a week, I believe. And on the, maybe the fourth day, you kind of like came around yeah. and by maybe the fifth or sixth day. Isaiah technically home. was discharged from the hospital before I was. Yes. Mm-hmm. They were like, you can take him home. But I mean, your girl here. <laughs> <laughs> so if y'all want to fit in the same yeah, car, right. like, I don't know what you want to do. So um, so that was the first thing. But, you know, after that, it was like that kind of kept me busy. At least I understood. But when you were having panic attacks, like you didn't really go into how serious. The one that freaked me out wasn't the car one. Oh. I was Isaiah was asleep. And at this time, I used to still play Madden. Rest in peace to my video game career. <laughs> uh, so I'm playing Madden, and you were just taking, like, a sitting on the bed, like, chilling. And next thing I know, I hear, like, like sounds. And I turn around, and you were having, like, a seizure. That's what I told Mel. I don't even remember this you one. You were having a full-blown seizure. And I remember one of our friends at the time was an EMT. And I called him, and I was like freaking. I don't know why I called him instead of nine one one. He was saying it was probably a panic attack because a seizure. Like he was asking, with your eyes rolling in the back of your head mm-hmm. and your tongue like hanging out, and that wasn't the case. But you were like shaking yeah. violently and uncontrollably. So he was like, it's probably a panic attack. It's probably stress. Relax. And he actually came. Um, for free because we was poor and he lived close and he was an EMT. I vaguely he, remember this now that you're talking about it. Yeah. I like, I wouldn't have recalled it, but mm-hmm. now that you're talking about it, I feel like I vaguely remember. Yeah. So he came uh, and, and then we took you to the doctor afterwards and they were like, it was stress. Mm-hmm. And I could not wrap my mind around how stress could make your body do that. Right. Like it was like shaking hard, like a, a fish out of the water yeah. thing. And I was just like, I remember after that, I was like, look, Melissa, you, your family is me, you and Zay Zay. Right. You are, you are focusing so much on your parents' divorce that it is causing you 
to put your real life in danger. Yeah. And you're going to lose your current family worried about things you can't control. Yeah. And I think it was those words that changed your life. You know and like <laughs> therapy, I don't even remember you doing that. I feel you like. You don't? No. That's where I heard the, and I say this all the time. Um, the therapist told me that a woman's mind is like watching the news. And you have Mm. this big station here and your mind is always on the ticker. So even when you're asleep, that ticker is always going and you have to learn to control the ticker. And that's when I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. (laughs) That is my mind. Like it is all like I'm looking at you, but I'm also thinking about all these other little things. Your mind is like sports center. There's a ticker. There's the new topics on the right. There's four people yelling at each other. There's commercials that are happening. Like it's just like crazy and i was just like and your parents didn't even live in washington at the time no so i was like Liz, you're really stressed i don't think mel lived you were in college I at was the time. The, no i remember going up to the hospital and then i left like two days later after i had back to, to after, atlanta yep i went yeah. i it was my first year yeah. uh because his birthday is august, august 8th, 8th i went august 10th yeah wow so that was for me it's it was scary to not know what was happening and what to do and to and and I don't think I didn't know the term postpartum depression at that time. I didn't either. So I was just like, "Fam, you picked up." And up until that point, you had been really strong your whole life. So to now be like, literally stressed out of control, and I got a new baby. Um, I mean, I've dealt with children, but not like I, I think the one thing I miss or, or underestimated with children is how much having a baby with you. Every second of every day is like hours, not like watching your niece. Oh, right. Man. Like when you have, and then they don't sleep and you couldn't help. And he was like every hour and a half. And I was just like, this is really hard. <laughs> yeah. Like somebody should have told me. Yes. I was not prepared. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was good, Kev, because part of the reason I wanted each of us to give our stories so that um, what you recall may be different than what I recall. Yeah. And I would not have remembered that bed one. That day is like seared in my mind. Yeah. That's it, like, 12 years ago. And the car one is what's seared in my mind. Because I remember my dad being freaked out. And you like coming over. Like you were in the back and like coming over and pulling the car over. We I'm were on really I-5. For you. Hello? I really have been there for you. You gotta go away. Your boy has been All Greg down. and Kevin he do is hype each other up. Yeah. So saving ridiculous. life with quotes. Saving yes. cars. Physically saving. Saving life with quotes. You know. Yeah, save your life with the with You the said pure... the doctor did it, but actually... Yes, yeah, yeah. that that the when therapist. I said that, that really turned you. You really was like, you're right. Yeah, and then you were like, maybe I should do therapy, and I was like, yeah. You don't I mean, even remember her going to therapy. I know because what I said was so impactful. <laughs> was Good like, night. Sure, you studied, but do you have these bars? That is hilarious. Okay, Mel, do you want to share your story? Hold on, and hold yes, on, before Mel goes, that you almost lost your life. Yes. yes. Oh man, it was it. like they were like. Organs were shutting. My organs liver were was shutting. shutting. The liver was the thing they were the most concerned yep. about. Because yeah. apparently once your liver has like a certain amount of damage, it's irreparable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even if she would have like came out of it, like eventually she would have she would have died. And I was just like, I'm really glad they did it the way they did it. Because had they told me how serious it was and then just still went away for six hours, because I was alone that whole time. Mm-hmm. And it was dark. And I don't I, think I ever realized that. Yes. I was, and it was dark. And you know, in Washington, it's also dark, dark and, and raining. Yeah. So I'm just like, and nobody was with window, us. Like, no. no. I, I was, was staying at you guys' house, like in preparation to move because yes. we didn't have the house anymore. So I, I was staying. My parents were in Spain. And it was the time of the Olympics. Yes. And I had, I remember like binging the Olympics all the time and being asleep on your bed 
And when I woke up, I had so many missed calls and they were all like, Liz is having the baby. And I don't remember the time frame in which we came up to the hospital. But by the time we wow. did, the room was dark. There was they not, had to keep all the lights to keep, all the to lights keep my down. blood pressure low. And yes. Kevin was like, nobody can talk. I mean, oh, I was. And we were like, bruh. He's like, nobody can talk. They kicked everybody out of the room. Somebody laughed or something. And you were like. <laughs> and I was like, I don't even know what's happening. Like, I halfway didn't even like Kevin. So, like, what are we doing? It was because my blood pressure was so high. And honestly, it was so fragile that yeah. they were like, everything has to be calm. Yep. You can't have a lot of talking, a lot of commotion. The lights were low. And people just kiki kiki. So yeah. I told Reggie, we're going to pick up the dash <laughs> game. We're going to be not playing. having it. Everybody get And didn't even care. Because was mom in there? Mom was there. Yeah. Mom was in there. And I was like, oh, he tried it. Like, no. he he did it. You he didn't try nothing because everybody did. left that room. We sure did. And anybody who had a problem could see me physically. But it, it was, was like intense. the thing is when you're that like once you hear that information, and we were so young. Like oh, we yeah. had Isaiah at twenty three. Yeah. yeah. That's so young. super young. It yeah. didn't really feel young at the time, it though. It didn't. It didn't. Because all our friends had already had kids. Oh, we yeah. were actually, I tell people in L.A. this all the time, because no one in L.A. has children. Yeah. yeah. So in Washington, we were late at we 23. Were, people yeah. was having kids in high school. My brother had kids early. There was kids everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. In L.A., you are 45. Like, I'm thinking about children. <laughs> yeah. So Zay Zay at school, like, you guys are, like, the only parents that are in your 30s. <laughs> and our right. sons are, like, we're. It's, it's just weird that it's the reverse, yeah, you know, yeah. in L.A. But, um... Uh, I think that I want to hear Mel's story because I didn't know until I feel bad. And I don't want to look at none of y'all in the eye. But I was like, we're like, oh, we're going to talk about postpartum depression with Mel. And I was like, she had depression. Because all you ever did was say, you want your blender. You want your blender. <laughs> oh, my God. You know Yo, what? We were, li- we were staying in Wait, the tell the story. We tell on, in this Before room. she tells the story. Okay. I've been reading about, okay, so growing up in the black community, I feel like we didn't know much about mental health, depression <laughs> not, at all. Not a yeah. thing. Right? Yeah. So I didn't understand a lot. But on Twitter, there's a big mental health conversation that's been happening over the last year or so since you guys moved. Um, and I've been reading about it because I didn't understand it. And I realized, uh, read, read something. And even in the, the in Big Mouth, season two, they talk about depression. But they were saying, like, depression isn't like, I'm sad. Right. It's right. like, I'm tired. I don't want to leave my room. And then like little things that used to didn't matter really matter. And I gave you so much crap for your blender. And I, I don't even remember saying, but tying it to this, I I probably said it once. So tell the story of the dramatic. blender so people Wait, know what no, the blender Wait, no, tell your full story. Kevin's dramatic. But okay, here's the whole story. The whole story is I was, it was in May. Um, so I was like five months pregnant, maybe um, living in Atlanta and got the call or got a message on LinkedIn about an opportunity um, at my current job. Should I say my current job? It's up to you. We're not we're not bleeping or editing. Oh, okay, too much, I work so. at Netflix, okay. so I if got, you feel comfortable, we feel comfortable. <laughs> just don't inbox me. No, um, <laughs> I got um, an inbox on LinkedIn about an opportunity at Netflix in LA, um, asking if I was interested. Um, so I'm like, you know, sure, we'll have this call. And once I tell them that they're I'm gonna pregnant, fly you out, going to well, before even that point, I figured that I remember having this like, do I tell them I'm pregnant? How do oh, I yeah, do yeah, it? Yeah. And like reading about how transparent their culture is. So I'm like, I'm gonna say it on the first call, and if he, you know, continues the conversation, that. then cool. And if not, like, I'm fine with that too. Um, so at the end of the conversation, it was a great conversation, and so I said, um, 
in the spirit of transparency, I want to let you know that I am five months pregnant. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, So I will be in touch about like next steps and like, are you okay to fly out? And I was like, oh, like you still want to continue? <laughs> you thought they were going to be like, never mind. Yeah, ain't no I, I job, didn't bye. think it was going to continue. Point, I was like, I ain't leaving Atlanta. <laughs> they ain't about to hire She five months yeah. pregnant. I think we so both I was did. like, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. Go ahead. We're to LA. LA. We ain't about to get that job. Um, so then he called back and ended up scheduling um, a fly out uh, for my birthday. It was on June 6th is when I came out, um, did the in-person interview. I remember stressing out about even the outfit and like trying to too. like figure out what is appropriate. They know I'm pregnant, but do I just like show that I'm pregnant? Um, <laughs> and so had the interview June 6th and flew back that night. And June 7th, they called me and said I, ha- I got the job and asked like as far as how far along I am, when I can move out and all of that kind of stuff. So and it was a big, huge discussion about should you move do you want to move out now and start the job and then do maternity leave? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to stay in Atlanta, have, have the your baby. baby, and then move after? Move after. And she, I remember the HR telling me so many times, the job is not going anywhere. It's yes. really about you and making sure that you're comfortable. And I was like, oh, no. She was like, you're going to have to find a new doctor. And I'm like, I don't even know the doctor's name I have now. <laughs> We're fine. I don't really care. Uh, and then a stethoscope's a, th- a stethoscope. Yeah, like yeah. everybody knows how to have a baby. It's 2016. It's fine. I, I felt like that job gonna go somewhere else. Yeah, if you wait, I, I, I felt that too. Yeah, I want everyone to yeah. know I was the only per- of us four yeah, yeah. telling my sister yep. have that baby in Atlanta. Yep. Come here after. Yeah. If they are that open to hire you and you are pregnant, yep. having a baby is more than you think. Stay your butt in Atlanta. Come here afterward. All y'all was against yeah. me. I was like, nope. Black girl magic. <laughs> I'm true, telling, true. gonna tell my daughter this story that I changed jobs, <laughs> pregnant, moved across the country, had a baby. <laughs> we can conquer the world. <laughs> and Kevin was like, yeah. Yes, I was. Was. Moved to LA. Gassing you up All the thousand This is Netflix. And I kept telling them... If she said you got the job, they're not going to rescind on this job offer. Yeah. Like yep. Nope, check. nope, nope. Yep. Take this job. It. I don't believe. You never know. And you I also, to- <laughs> but I also remember thinking and like even when I got the job and started, I remember having the attitude that like, this is fine. Like people are tripping. I'm not a dramatic. I mean, I'm dramatic, but I'm not in the way of yeah. like, oh, this is too much. I can't take it. I'm like, Psh, I got this. Like you put your big girl pants on and you keep it moving. So that was my mentality. attitude and mentality about the whole situation. Um, but also like feeling dope that like this is sure. a company that wants to hire a pregnant girl, sure. a woman. And here I am like that woman. So yeah. like, absolutely, I can do it. Yeah. Um, and so... I moved out July 7th. Oh, oh yeah. That looks My first day mm-hmm. was your birthday, July 11th. July 11th. And I worked until we're sisters. we are. <laughs> uh, interview on my birthday and started on yours. Um, I started July 11th and I worked until how many days are in July? 31? 31. Mm-hmm. On July 30th, I... <laughs> Went to my manager <laughs> and I was like, So, how long do I have to do this? <laughs> Am I, do I got the job like for sure right yeah. now? 
Because I'm stressed. I was like, can I like go on maternity before I have the baby, or is that not a thing? Because I can't do this. Like I, I can't do this. And so he was like, yeah. Like when do you think you want your last day to be? And I was like, tomorrow. <laughs> What if I left at 11.15 at this moment? It, is it was a Thursday, and I was like, yep, I don't want to make it anymore. Like, July's it. That's the last month. I mean, the last day. Um, and so the last day that I worked was July 31st. <laughs> and they, it was so sweet because I literally had worked there for three weeks. Three. I didn't even finish my tra- my training. I think was four weeks, and I didn't even finish my training. I was like, oh I cannot gosh. do this. And the high. side note is, Greg did not move with me. I was just about to say that Greg was in Atlanta the entire time, uh, selling their house. They, Se- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm not the way, you. The way you said it was looked like. Did you no. see the thing? Greg was in Atlanta. No, we and agreed. I never forgiven him. We did agree. We agreed that okay. he would stay. Yeah. Working his job and we had a condo that we had to sell. So he, he was, was there the condo. prepping the condo, doing all of that stuff. All so the I was stuff. there by myself, um, pregnant and like going crazy. When you see this back in the way you was pointing at me, you gonna see <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> right. Um okay. anyway, so then they like the next day and people that you know on my team that I didn't even know and they like got cupcakes for me and like threw a little baby shower they bought gifts it was like the sweetest thing it was so sweet and then that was it i didn't go back uh, (laughs) to that job and then i like you didn't you did maternity leave i did i did i remember like bawling crying and trying to tell greg that he needed to come out like forget what we agreed to You're not in LA. And the funny thing about postpartum depression is that it can affect you during pregnancy and, and after. after. And really? yes. do you guys remember? I was doing all the research trying pre-partum? to be like a, a good house. I, possibly. Maybe pre-partum. it's just partum depression. Partum is Latin for the baby's out. Ain't it? Good night. <laughs> I actually don't know. Oh, I want to just up. throw a joke in I there. It's an idiot yeah, I knew yeah. at one of my life, at the time of my life. And he asked his baby's mom, hey, man, you suffering from postpartum? She was like, postpartum depression? No, it's just a part of I don't I don't even know what the rest of it is. Like postpartum just means you had a baby. Are you suffering from that? Oh. Like, no, it's it's a whole thing. It's depression. <laughs> postpartum depression is the phrase. Legit. So anyway, I thought that was a bit much fun. It's <laughs> it's following childbirth or the birth of a young. So I think it would just be part of depression. Okay. The or other thing, do you guys remember my car being dropped off? Yes. Oh, snap. Picked up too. No, but the whole headache. Off, when they dropped off my car. But when he picked up your car, too. He was tripping it, when he, he picked was. up your car. You're right. Yeah. You're right. But, when he but dropped you were it there off, for that. Yeah. Nah, I wasn't there for that. I was at work. I mean, but you were in the state. Oh, yeah. I was in the city, yeah. When. But you still had that issue with him. Yes. The house. Yeah. Ongoing. Yeah. Terrible person. I don't know his name or anything. If I ever meet you, man. The long and short of it is she had to have her car shipped from it or driven driven from Atlanta to here. And the guy was giving her a heck of a time. They arrived a day early. And they, was it? We were at Benihana's and they arrived a day early. Yeah, for my birthday. And they were like, hey, we're here a day early. Can we drop the car off now? We're at the address. And Mel was like, we just got to dinner. Nobody even called me and said it was supposed to be today. Yeah. Like, It'll take me a second to get back to Beverly Hills. <sighs> yeah. I guess. So Mel was like, hold on. The dude was just tripping he was until terrible. he got on the phone with who? 
with you. With my but then, dog. But you, but Kev you were... came through like, look, this is what we going to do. You're going to drop that car off at the same time you said you was going to drop that car off. She already tried to help you. You wasn't acting right. Yeah, cool. No. You don't want to act right. You'll drop it off the next day, the same time y'all said, and you ain't going to ever talk to her like that again. But we yeah, also yeah. tried to arrange for him to like drop the car off here. Your so house. we were like en route and, to the house. Yes. And he wasn't taking none of that. Yeah, it was, it was just kind had, of a mess. It was. Somebody, he had his wife call and like went off on me. And then it was like 930 at night. It was so really then late. It's dark and it's late. And, and I'm you're by yourself. And I'm scary. Mm. Jessica was with me, but we were both like scared. Anyway, it was just all bad the point is it was all bad um so i had my daughter august 19th greg had come out after me harassing him to um come out early he did come out early um and then we have mckinley and we had previously discussed with melissa and kev Mm -hmm. us um staying with them in their room in their spare room um this room also known as studio a staying with them um until we like found a place but also because i had no, such a I... long maternity leave that we were planning to be here for a little while and then we were going to go to atlanta until we were prepared to come back oh, okay no, I was just going to say, I, we were planning to stay like a whole year. That's mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Greg was planning to and stay a whole year. Some, no, y'all. Stack. Don't you put on Greg. Greg y'all had agreed for a whole stay. year. Stack some money. I don't not think pay. I ever agreed to a whole you, year. Can I get through my story? Okay, get through If you're going to tell it true, if you're going to lie about it, I'm going to stop you. I didn't agree. No. You absolutely did because Greg was all about the saving money. He was like, we move in L.A. Yes. You're going to get paid at Netflix but the cost of living is really high. Let's bank up. Stay with Kevin. Let's I'm not saying that he didn't say that. I'm saying I didn't fully agree to that. I agreed to staying with you guys, which is what we Go did. Go ahead and finish your story. See, anyway. This is why we don't like mm. <laughs> I don't remember. That's why I stayed silent. They don't remember nothing. No, nothing that makes them look bad no, or wrong. No, anyway. Black girl magic. We mm-hmm. stayed here and my all of our things were moved from Atlanta and put into storage. And I remember being in this room and feeling... Like, I wanted my things. That's why Kevin keeps saying blender. <laughs> um, but it was more than a blender. It was feeling like it was feeling like too much transition. It was, mm-hmm. and I wanted to feel stable. stable. Like I was looking for some sort of famili- familiarity. Mm-hmm. As I struggle, I was looking for 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 that, and I I didn't have it. Granted, these are my family, and I know them. But like, it's a lot the life that You're- I had. In Atlanta, yes. you literally uprooted yourself, started yes. a new job. You have new scenery. You're not in new your own city. space. And now you're a new mom yes. as well. Literally happening simultaneously. At the same time. Like, and then I, it was, it was so much change. And that was all of the pieces that I underestimated when I was like trying to be black girl. Also, magic. I said these things. For sure. No credit away from that. <laughs> um, but so all of those things I think played into me going from like this high almost about this new opportunity yeah, and like yeah. new um situation we were going to be in and all of that and it was like too much change and I just wanted something that I knew um and then I just remember being sad out like I slept so much and being so sad and I think when I realized that I had postpartum is um I don't know if we previously discussed it or what, but like Melissa, I think we did. And I thought I was being nice. 
you can tell the story. Melissa, uh, so Deandra, Melissa's friend D, um, was in the process of planning her wedding. Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, we did. The day mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. they, or Melissa told me that she was going to go out with D and they were going to go look for something like jewelry or something. In downtown LA. In, in downtown the fabric, LA. Yep. Uh, district, fashion fabric, district. fashion district. And I remember being so happy to like get out of the house. Like, oh, I'm going to get to do this. And during that time, Greg was doing odd jobs at mm. ADD with yep. Kev. Yeah, he was. And mm. so he was leaving. <laughs> he was leaving the house and he had something to do. Yes. And I had nothing to do but be a mom all day. And so finally it was like, ooh, like I'm going to get to go out with like <laughs> women and see the sun <laughs> and like see people. And. Yeah. The next day, I just remember waking up and I got up to get dressed and Mel was asleep. And I was like, I don't want to wake her up. I'll let her sleep. I came home. And I was like, where'd you go? (laughs) And she was like, well, you were in the room sleeping. And I was like, oh, okay. And I came back in the room and like cried like... I just wanted to leave and, and they didn't think about me. And I'm like, why are you yeah. so emotional oh, about man. leaving the house? Like That is the saddest thing I've ever heard. So it was I was so sad. Where'd but I go? think yeah, like you just left me. And Melissa probably came in the house all loud. Ha ha yeah, they, see did. You, girl. they came in like I got oh, a lemonade. Yeah. And I'm like, oh like you you did stuff today? Okay. I would have never did you like that. I would have been like, hey. You I honestly out. was thinking, new baby, this is her opportunity to sleep. She is asleep. I should let her sleep. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Total opposite is it what she needed. <laughs> I was so sad. I she was had so, fun, so did sad. You? Everybody's leaving but yes. me. <laughs> I'm just, and and honestly, that is was. the worst part about like having a baby and you're on maternity leave, which you think is going to be great, but generally men don't have the same right. ma- leave. Mm-mm. So they get back to work, get back to life, and you are still at home. Yep. And you know what I didn't think about, too? And I, <clears throat> I kind of feel a little bad for being so uh, naive about this whole thing. Oh, but we were we don't have any hormone change. Right. right. We have baby now, but there's no like chemical change in right. our body at all. So Greg's like, yo, I got a daughter, but... I'm like, hey, Greg, I got a job for you at ADD. And you Billy say, he's like, bet. Yeah. Like, he right. didn't feel no way. We were working out in the back. Like, nothing changes in our life. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you had Zay Zay, like, there was some, like, fear and all that stuff. But there was no, I can't imagine having to deal with those stress and, like, having wonky hormones. Right. Maybe we don't really have, as, as far as I know, like, hormonal changes. You guys right. have them with, you know, uh, menstrual cycle. And then baby is, like, on steroids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't have those swings. So I don't even know what it's like to try to deal with something in like with my my brain operating on a different level your emotions operating a different level like yeah. i don't think we understand uh that but i remember a couple of times this isn't really about postpartum but i remember the first time i understood this the strength of hormones we, i used to tell this joke on stage uh, this is like maybe four or five months pregnant and a famous dave's commercial came on rib place had just opened we had ate a lot of it and it was like nine forty three, and the commercial was like ribs closes at 10 and Liz was like, I would like some ribs. And I was like, me too, man. That place is good. She was like, I would like some ribs. <laughs> I don't I remember like, this exaggerated like, story. You want me to go to Famous Days right now? <laughs> like, I, w- I might not even make it. 
Oh, it's fine. I'm just having your baby. I mean, sh- if you don't want to get me, the mother of your child, ribs. I was like, ribs, of course. Please, Dave, open. Let me get a rib tips. I was I, when I was driving, like, bro. I thought you. Were, I thought we were just talking about the idea of ribs in general. We like them. She was so serious at that moment, and that happened like in swings. But after the baby was born, it was like ten times that amount. You know what I mean? Like, and also dealing with something you never dealt with. Plus a new a new kid right. was a lot for me, so I'm not really understanding how how y'all deal with it. And Greg, I've never heard you speak about it. What mm. was it like? For what you? was your experience? Because y'all was just in and here this room. We had and the whole other room. house. Because y'all didn't even go in the living room that much. No, well, no. We, we did at night to watch um, that show that we watched. Anyway, we watched the show. What show? Tell your story. Okay, well, <laughs> I'll think of the show. I was. I was cooling because I was like, man, we got to stack all this money. Right. We ain't paying no rent. But Mel, my experience with Mel and how I took her um, depression was, I'm not really, I wasn't, my dad wasn't sensitive or yeah. nothing like that. So when I see it, I kind of like shied away from it. Mm. Um, but after a while, you know, everything she wanted, I tried to give her tried to please her whatever she wanted to talk about i tried to talk to her mm-hmm. about it but her thing was getting out of here as quick as possible mm-hmm. um but i feel like this is what we agreed on this is this is this is why we moved out here we're coming out to la um to get more money and to stack stack the money it's we had to come out we had to get some something out of coming deal, out here right. other than just a job. I mean, the right, job's right. cool, but... But the I cost want, of living is crazy, too. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. So we wanted... I I wanted, as Mel would say, I wanted to just stay in and stack money inside this little room. Studio <laughs> A. But uh, I could see it in her. Everything bothered her. Um, Which is a sign that, I like, that overly sensitivity, or not a sign, but, like, a symptom of, of postpartum depression. It's but like I that didn't, I sense didn't, of oversensitivity. I didn't think she was depressed. You know, I thought it was just like, you know, we are, we did a lot. So, you know, we reminisce about the pricing in Atlanta, how we were living in mm-hmm. Atlanta. Um, Y'all love Atlanta. Family, Remember, dad, brothers, <laughs> little John, auntie, <laughs> little killer John, Mike, everything. That's, who, that's what we the most. <laughs> so, <laughs> snap music. <laughs> But her. But do you um, remember me telling you that like yeah, I, I have postpartum one, depression? Do you, you was thinking that you had it, and then I don't never remember you saying I do have oh, it. So okay. But you saying you that. think I, you thought that you had depression? Do and you that oh, did? Yeah. When she said that, I was it? like, okay, because she is just. How did you feel about? Are you and Kevin like? How did you feel about? Did I, do we have that ever have that conversation no, that I had? I, I want to hear from Greg because yeah. the, the thing is, I didn't know Mel was suffering from that until you talked about this episode. So I did not know. I don't, and also I'm, I don't be home that much, so maybe it didn't register. So I remember Greg when we would have our brother talks, he'd be in the car like, "Man, this is not what I thought it was going to be." Mm-hmm. Like, and I also thought about something. I want to like pin this for us to discuss later. Greg is a provider and a husband. Mm-hmm. Moving from Atlanta where he has a job and and hustles. He was parking cars, stacking right. money. He mm-hmm. had other stuff. 
coming to LA where he's now not working right. yet. Right. Mel has this new job. Right. So now he's like, I just sold my house. Right. right. I don't have a job right now and I don't have no hustles. And now you're making me go from $0 a month rent with a new baby right. to LA rent, which is close to $3,000. Right. So maybe it's not he, an exaggeration for you. Non LA people. No, no. So really. maybe Greg was like, I get it. You want to leave, but like, I'm giving up some of my life to make your dream come true. And now my whole world upside down. And now you're adding a lot of income and a lot of baby to it. I wonder if he like, like, was that more for you, Greg, to deal with on top of, because the thing about Mel, Melissa suffering from postpartum depression is different because your temperament is different. Mm. Like you're more mild mannered. Mel personality wise is much more like me. So when she's down, it's like, it's like when your kid is sick, like, mm-hmm. They're all chipper, and then they're just like sluggish. You're like, okay, something's wrong with my kid because they're right. never like this. Mm-hmm. So Mel is like, let's go out. Like me and Mel are like, let's go on vacation together and spend all the money and do every activity, and we will never sleep ever. But oh my god, it'll be so fun. And Mel and Greg are like, I mean, do we have to do every activity? <laughs> yes. Look at the pamphlets. Y'all see all this? They got go cars. They got uh, chicken fights. They got all this stuff. They got chicken fights. <laughs> so now, Greg, you're seeing Mel act like you. Like, what was that? What was that like? Uh, I didn't. Was she acting like me? Or maybe not acting like you, but maybe just less herself, more reserved <clears throat> or sad. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know what I was going to get from day to day. So were you moody example, now? Hmm? Moody? Oh, she was. Yeah. yeah. Crazy, yeah. you crazy. <laughs> right, but, moody is okay, fine. yeah, moody. <laughs> so you know, one day I come in and she's in here pumping milk, and she got like five bags. I done pumped all this milk. Go put Listen, them in the freezer. Breastfeeding like, all that is. I mean, I'm like, oh, like and she's like, she's happy about this. I'm like, keep on pumping. You know, we got milk in the freezer. Yeah. Next day, she's just like. Let's, we need to go house hunting. I need to. I'm like, no, we can't. I'm leaving with or without you. And literally, literally. I think one day you did go. Where'd I go? Without me. You house hunting. Go house hunting. House yeah, hunting. yeah. She left the house. Me and, me and McKinley was here. Um, she was emotional about it. Um, everything was over the top. So if she was happy, she was happy. And you like, oh, you're happy. And the next is she'll just drop. Crash. Um I didn't think it was depression. I just thought it was the situation we was going through. That's what I thought. Yeah, I and thought it was nothing... just maybe the being cooped up. Because remember, we Nick had stayed with us in our old house in Washington, which was smaller. And it's just frustrating mm. when you don't have the room you're used to having. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And I don't remember feeling frustrated because we didn't. We have the whole house. Sure. Yeah. But y'all went from your whole condo in Atlanta, which was like downtown Centennial Park and hardwood floors. To a room, three people in a room. Yeah. Right. And then it's like temperature in this room isn't regulated, right? So it's like super hot or super cold. Yeah. And you didn't have your blender. <laughs> well, and you know what the interesting thing about this is that um, when I was looking up about postpartum and they said it swings from like 10 to 20% globally, uh, depending on the year. And I was like, child, depending on the year, what that got to do with anything? And I almost think that it is uh, a factor of those outside circumstances. Yeah. Like maybe a factor of like how the economy is doing. So oh, you yeah. feel more stressed External having a baby. Playing. Yeah, those. And so one of the things that me and Melanie both have in common in different ways, but 
fundamentally they're the same is that our foundations were shaken. Mm -hmm. So in my um, circumstance, for me, it was my parents. Yes. And I feel like my that's my foundation. When I think about who I am, I have to start with what my mom and my dad instilled in me. And now that they are separated, they are bump separated. They are now divorced. I feel like my whole world comes into question. That's literally how I felt. I'm like, my mom was a Christian. My daddy was a Christian. They got together. They worked through all of their problems. They stayed together. We was in church shouting together and they got divorced and it was infidelity child what makes me think i'm exempt i felt like i was like in this like fairy tale almost of like this is how life is and maybe you'll have problems but all will be fine because my parents they did it and everything's great and they've been married for 20 something years and all is well and then it was like pop but reality sets in Mm -hmm. and that's not actually how it works and now melissa you were thinking living in this fairy tale as well thinking all will be well and it's like a huge awakening mm-hmm. and it like rocked my world yeah. you know like literally my, my christian like my faith was was rocked my relationship with my husband was rocked my parents everything was rocked and then for mel it's like a literal foundation that is changing right. my literal scenery is changing my house is changing my role as a woman in this world is changing from my employment mm-hmm. to now going from a independent strong black magic type of woman who believes she can conquer all of these things to being a mom and experiencing all of these different emotions that that you don't anticipate yeah. and it literally rocks your world. I remember I, thinking with Mel, I'm going to say this and I'll let you talk. Okay. Um, I remember thinking any of the things you did would be enough. Like having a baby is a big enough life. Change. Absolutely. Yeah. Getting a new job within the same city is a big enough. Life Absolutely. Change. And moving to a new city, same job, big enough, but you did baby new job, and new city. And without her husband. And without husband. Remember, I got I, I another here, new job. Yeah, yeah. Um, I started the and you, year off with a new job and having to tell oh, my boss. Sure did. I started at CNN. And oh, that's right. And sure then did. I started and then had to tell her that I'm pregnant. So I was already trying to navigate a new job and like going to be a mother and like pregnancy. So I was already trying to navigate that. And that was hard in and of itself but I think the the other part is I had envisioned because I was so familiar and we were so planted in Atlanta I had envisioned what life would look like with a family and with our daughter and what like where I could go to the grocery store and see myself in six months with a stroller Mm -hmm. at the same grocery store and so all of that goes away we had already his mother was retiring and going to watch our daughter Mm -hmm. for us Mm -hmm. and like so you start to plan this life and then all of a sudden that's changed and you're like, yeah, let's go do it. And then it's like, not only do I have to go to this grocery store that I've never been in, but now I'm here with a new baby. And so everything, everything is new. Everything is new. Sometimes the biggest change in moving is felt in small things such as going to the grocery store. So as an example, and this actually irritates me like to this day. Mm. I'm sure and, me too. And actually when we were just in Atlanta, so the funny thing about L.A. is that we go to the grocery store, um, Ralph's, which is, I think, a chain with Kroger. Safeway. No, no, no. That, Ralph's is standalone. So Bond, which one? Bonds is Bonds, Safeway. thank you. Yeah. So, and actually, that was Ralph's the, is Kroger. Ralph's is. Yeah, yeah. Ralph's yeah, you're right. You're right. Ralph's is Kroger. But Bonds is Safeway. When yes. we first moved here, we actually went to Vons. Um, Going there 
walking in and feeling like I know where everything is. Mm-hmm. This is just like yep. Safeway. Yes. There is such a like comfort to right. that. It's part of the reason grocery stores are set up the same way yeah. across state mm-hmm. lines. It's part of the reason uh Starbucks is always you walk in and you order on this side and you pick up on that side. Yeah. It's just that, oh, I know what I'm doing. Familiarity. Yes, absolutely. And when you move, just as an example, when we were just in um, Atlanta for Christmas and we went to the grocery store Publix. picking up whatever, we went in Publix and I was in there like, <laughs> where are the things? <laughs> And why is it cold on this side and this side? Oh, All God. the cold stuff should just be together. <laughs> I do not understand. And then I was looking for um, eggnog and it was like off with the orange juice. And I was like, well, that's dumb because this is dairy. You didn't even have no baby. You no, just I know. just your... walk. And I'm just Great. and it just adds unnecessary time because you're just like, this is all stupid. Yes. This whole state is yes. stupid. The store is yes. stupid. And you stupid clerk who is telling me to walk over there and I just walked over there and yeah. it's not there. You're dumb as well do you remember me saying that do you yes, remember me complaining about all the time grocery stores yes and y'all didn't so even have no public like there's no, no public no, Atlanta grocery store so in la and that's the store we that Atlanta was public rouse is way more prevalent in la but there is at least vons and we found vons we were like it is like safe and there's way. an albertson's too <laughs> we are male. and there's an albertson's because mail can tell you where anything is. like go to aisle nine i know cookies cookies Oreo yeah. should be right up under this. And, yeah, it was, that's it. a hard grocery stores are the hardest, and it just ends up being like again, just indicative. indicative like, it yeah. really, it's small. It is. It's just, it's an inconvenience, but in real life, it's a small thing. But it becomes a huge thing because it represents the change in yeah. all of these things, and it'll cause you to like break down. Mm-hmm. And that's how I was. I would be in low key. What got me out of the funk? Um, Cause actually I felt like it extended. I don't know how close um, Isaiah and my mom and my dad was to you getting fired, but I feel like it's all within it was maybe a month. I mean, not a month, a year's oh, time. It wasn't all within a year. And the reason I say that is because I remember feeling up, like going through the therapy, going back to work, filling up and then immediately getting hit again. In addition to still working through my parents' divorce is now you are getting fired. No, I think it was it was Joe wasn't was maybe one when I got fired. So maybe a year and a half. Then. Yeah, a year and a half from Zay was probably three, but it was all it was a five year period okay. of like. A lot of it stuff. seems so much. Two more kids. No, 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 and I know why this is because also before you got fired, the real thing is you left Bank of America and went to keep started a new job and it wasn't working for a while mm-hmm. before you got fired. Yeah. So that's maybe that's like the carryover. Yeah, it's yeah. all just like condensed for me. And I remember being sad. I remember thinking about my mom and my dad. I remember being stressed about having kids, Kev not having a job. Like I remember being sad and stressed and overwhelmed is almost like the combination of all of those things. Like that true sense of just like all of these things and I can't handle it. Mm -hmm. And at the time I've changed so much since that time too. But I remember at the time I was so much more of a control freak to the point where like we worked at the bank and I still didn't trust online banking. 
and like i was like super like don't go into my account i don't need you auto deducting nothing i will push this out to you you'll get your money on time but i will send it to you don't i don't need none of this extraness i will do it like i remember being so much more like regulated and pastor pastor at the time spoke this message and he was talking about i believe her name is tabitha Mm -hmm. come forth and he said come forth and he called me out from the pews up to the front and he spoke this message and i felt like he spoke and i'm getting almost like chills thinking about it i feel like he spoke the message like i'm gonna speak to melissa this message is for her Mm. and he spoke it and called me out and that was the real he was like you can't control this you can't control your parents if your uh, husband gets fired he gets fired guess what you can't control that either and at that moment i was like release Mm. it was like a real turning point not just in like the moment but even in like how i started to structure my life like suddenly online banking is a thing. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> stuff like that where I'm like, I can't, there's so much in this world I can't control. And trying to control things you actually can't control is stressful. Stop. Yeah. That's all I have. Listen. <laughs> Come forth. Come forth. It was a powerful message. Like that is actually something to me, the true turning point for me, which actually brings me to my next question. Did you seek help? No. Nah. I did it, but moving I moving out of here was a big help. Yeah, I think I saw a little change when we moved out of here and got the first place. I was gonna say, but um, then I was just sad because of that place. That's what I'll that <laughs> let also, me finish. Okay, but also wait before you say it. That also now, when I think back about the first place that we had when we moved out of here, it um. Today, I would never move there. I was actually oh, yeah. shocked you guys moved there. I would never move there Because I know I was shocked. I remember but being shocked about it. We I, moved there because she was so anxious to get out. I was like, I'm looking at this place and I'm like, you sure? Great, yes. And I'm like, but do, you don't smell this? I was and then totally I was like, look at the carpet. And she was just, we're moving. We're getting that. I'm I like, put, and you know how bad of an idea it was because we moved there in October and oh went goodness. to Atlanta in November and stayed in Atlanta until <laughs> like five weeks. January. Like yeah, yeah, y'all was gone. So we were not even in the place paying high rent yeah. to this... not even be there. But I was so like not thinking straight. <laughs> Look, okay. Really? It didn't get better then when we moved there because <laughs> All right. All okay, right. this is where I I can see the depression situation coming in. We're in the kitchen. Mhm. Mail says I do I, not like I know what you're about to say. <laughs> the cabinet. And I'm like, well, we can't change it. But you know, I'm good with my hands. I was yeah. like, well, if you sand them down and restain them, but this we're renting this place. We yeah. got to do that. So she was like, well, can you do it? I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and then she was like, well, well, what do you need? And I was like, sandpaper, stain, you good. The next day, <laughs> this girl, man. Has sandpaper? This, this woman <laughs> is in the kitchen sanding I sure was. the cabinet. Wait, you did it yourself? I was. She's doing it herself. I was. Do you even know how to use sandpaper? No. 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 <laughs> I walk in and I'm like... 
So yes, I, you know I sanded uh, no, it. I messed it up. Um, I'm, I'm apologizing right now because I ain't never apologized for her being depressed. Because th- that's remember yes. I we stained I'm it. Sorry, wait, I take this moment, moment, my sister. To you. Take this moment, yeah. Mel. Okay. Yeah, take it, take it, take it in. I'm so sorry. I think that's sweet. I'm really, I'm really. Thank like, you for I'm your apology. I'm sorry. That Thank was you. that was some bull. <laughs> I'm li- that is I'm sorry <laughs> there I you go no let me have my moment I never apologize I'm sorry for the passion in the postpartum and I never apologize my goodness cause man this girl was saying and, I, and I, I was like alright well okay I'm in there watching Game of Thrones like shoot uh, can't you put me on Game of Thrones I'm about to watch Game of Thrones she in there and I'm just the sandpaper just going <laughs> And I'm like, all right, all right, move. Yep. So I now, messed it up so too. she messed it messed up it to up where, so like, bad. if the owners come in, we're about to be paying yeah. ten racks for mm-hmm. some new cabins. So I'm in there going over everything, yep. and I'm just thinking to myself, like this. Mm. <laughs> but it was because she, was, I was just not happy. She was Nothing not happy could make me happy, and that's the all. worst part. Uh, me and Mel were talking about this last night. The worst part about going through the postpartum is that there really isn't anything tangible, right. That will make you happy. Yeah, mm. and I would, and so the worst part about that, I think, almost for the men, is maybe that you feel helpless. Yes. Because you don't know what you can do to help. To help. The I situation. remember Greg telling me like, Kev, I don't even, I, I don't know why she's happy. I don't know when she's sad. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I did. I, I try to take the baby. That doesn't seem to do it. I'm just like, but it never clicked of depression. I always thought, and I think maybe Greg too, that it was just, we got to move out of this place. Because remember you, at first you were trying to fight it. Mm-hmm. And y'all would get into it. We'd have like meetings in the living room. Literally, and then at some just... point, you at a certain point, you're just like, I'm not going to win this yeah. this thing. Like, she is relentless about it, and I'm not going to She's just going to be unhappy all the time if I try to force her to stay here. Mm-hmm. And I, you were like, I ain't trying to pay all this money. Yeah. It was yeah. every night. She'd be on the computer. I was every night. Leave out there. Looking I'd for a place. looking at you like, bye, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I don't want this episode to be two hours long, so I want to wrap it up here. But so can, I, can I tell you yes, yes. that she was sending apartment <laughs> cabinets, man? Somebody else's. You wouldn't. They people, own it. You wouldn't do your own cabinets. Yep. She was, man. I was. Oh, my goodness. But go ahead. It's 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 real. That just clicked. When, when we, well, good. I'm happy that okay. we had this. Well, and it is good because I think it does bring revelations. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that hopefully us sharing helps someone out there identify maybe something that they're going to. But also, I think part of it is um, we don't know. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like it was ever truly mentioned like that to me, mm-hmm. even baby blues. Like, I think that, that is something 80 percent of women globally are experiencing this. I feel like it's something that should be like you should be prepped for that. Like Almost you should be expected. informed. Yeah. yeah. And, this, not, and maybe even the signs that this what is I, what exactly. you and what it looks and like. And it doesn't have to be like scary you know what right. i mean like it can be like that it's normal the same all of you your have hormones a C-section, are here. they tell you you're gonna feel this way for yeah. a while i yeah. remember them telling you like uh-huh. for a good six months to a year you might feel pain when you sneeze 
And for it's a long way. time, when you sneeze, like way after Zay yeah. was born, when you sneeze, you'd be like, ah. And I was like, man, this is like a long time <laughs> a to be C-section painful. C-section is considered a major surgery. I've yeah. seen it. It man. is major. It is a major. You can't too. sneeze. You can't laugh. I you didn't can't blink get for an up. hour. When I, saw, I was like, can't do none of the things control. you want to do. You cannot do. Yeah. It hurts to walk. It hurts to all the things hurt. Um, but they really should um, prep you. So with that said, is there anything, this is what I want to, I guess, maybe share with our viewers. One thing you wish you knew going in. Um, or, do you want oh. to start, Mel? You can start, Mel. Okay. Or Greg, or um, I, one thing I wish I knew, um, I feel like there the my specific story is probably rare rare. I feel like there's not mm-hmm, probably mm-hmm. a lot of people doing mm-hmm. all of those things. Um but with that experience like if you, I don't know. I don't know if there's I just I wish you would have said no. <laughs> you said no. I did say no. I know. I but was, I, I was wish you would have persuaded me nigga. I know. And you know what? And actually looking should have been back, louder than Kevin. I should it's that's I, difficult. I was I am loud. That's if difficult. I don't, I don't have to be right. I will be loud yes. and persuasive, and yeah. persuasive, and you more align with Kev mm. than yes. me. Yeah, and yeah, this. Yeah. Um, but one thing I do wish, and this is what we talked about as well. I wish I would have come from more of an emotional standpoint. However, um, it's hard to really imagine yeah. all of the emotions mm-hmm. that take place not having gone through it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is very difficult to truly understand. Uh, just the change yeah like your mentality like you are a career i was a career woman like i'm doing this i'm doing this i'm doing this you have this baby and you all of a sudden like i don't care nothing about the stupid job yeah i don't want to be at work no more but also i don't want to be at home all the time but also don't tell me what to do right (laughs) like all of that it's like all of the feelings all at once and it's really truly hard to like imagine, imagine and almost it. describe unless you've gone through it and then yeah. you're like absolutely like yes yeah that's accurate but the other thing um before you ask the question of is there something i i wish i knew but after this experience what i would tell any other woman is that even if you have that personality like you and i have we are very uh business minded and want to be productive and are productive and want to accomplish all of these things um so maybe people, sometimes you may assume that like, oh, she'll be fine. She'll be all right. I, I think that's um, dangerous. And like, you shouldn't assume any woman will be okay. And like, for the sake of friendships, like if your friend is pregnant or about to have a baby, I think I missed and I wished I had more check-ins. Yes. More of someone just saying, hey, how are you? Hey, how is it going? How was your day today? How are you feeling today? Once a week or any, you know, just some kind of like regular cadence because I feel like even that would have made me We have look a friend that just had a baby, to. so we should check in on We it. should. I just thought about it. Yes. Okay. Um, and I have a friend who's pregnant right now and I'm already like, we're having weekly check-ins. Like, it's just important to do that um, because that would have gave me something to look forward to and probably would have helped me get out of it sooner. Got you. That's it. Greg, from the you or Kev from the husband's standpoint, anything you anything you wish you knew or knew or anything you would say or recommend to a husband or spouse that's either their wife is pregnant or they're postpartum and maybe their wife is going through this and they don't they don't know what to do. For a husband I would say um and for I guess this goes for everybody, but um don't uh take your support system for granted. Because we left Atlanta. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
and we had everything laid out for us there. So we would have, I mean, we had everything. So we would have left the hospital, went straight to my dad's house, mm-hmm. my mom's house, mm-hmm. or her dad's house. Mm-hmm. We would have been set. She would have had big enough, a big enough room. Sure. She would have had a whole house. Mm-hmm. Um, she would have been in and out of the house because the grandparents are there to take care sure. of the child. Um, everything would have been really set for real, for real. <laughs> everything would have just been great. Um, so if you have a support system, use them. Um, and if you're somebody out there, like you were saying, you should call the person to ask them how they're doing. Um, and men just be prepared to be really patient. That's great really advice. That patient. is I think that I wasn't going to use the word patient, but that's probably the best word. Like I was going to say something along the lines of the following words. Um, <laughs> when you were pregnant, I, I, I remember having a thought like, okay, I'm not pregnant. I don't know what that part feels like. So like whatever she says goes mm. within reason, you know what I mean? And, and that's kind of how I played it with, with Zay and Joe, you know, like ribs as an example, like I'm not going to fight you about ribs. Sure. Like you want ribs? The least I can do, since I don't have no stomach kicking, no nothing, I can go get you ribs. You know, when the baby's born, just try to be as attentive as you can be. You know what I mean? It wasn't like I couldn't. We can't pump milk, but we can make bottles, change diapers. You know, I don't. I don't even think you guys are asking us to do everything, but right. to be helpful. I remember Mel being like, "All right, Greg, I think take the baby," <laughs> and he would take the baby. Like even having that is like. Oh, you know, that reprieve is there. And just, you know, knowing that sometimes being there and not having the right answer, not even saying anything, just being there like, we just finna be in this room. I'm just be in this room. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that, I really, I felt like was helpful a lot of times. Yeah, I agree. Um, and my advice would be for men to try to be understanding and sympathetic. Your wife is not being dramatic. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it could be passed off as like she's being dramatic, especially if she has kind of like an extra personality anyway, um, is recognizing that there are true psychological and emotional changes happening in her body that you are not experiencing and not to dismiss them. Mm -hmm. Um, And number two would be for the woman to not feel like embarrassed know that this is something that's very common um and seek help if you feel like you need to Mm -hmm. like that was my first experience with a therapist and i honestly feel like it was the best thing i could have done at that time was getting a therapist because i was too young to even articulate the words i think i have postpartum depression like those never I never would have uttered those words. I just didn't have the language to say that. Um, And then secondly, for women not to try to be superwoman and do it all, you need a break. You need a moment. You need a breather. So if your husband says, let me have the baby, you go out. Don't let mommy guilt set in. It's okay to take a moment. Breathe. Gather yourself. Do your hair. Put some jeans on and go out of the house. Um, because you will get so caught up in being mommy that you lose sight of, lose touch of. And actually, I want to do this episode on identity theft. I'm just going to talk about it really, really quickly because I like really love this idea. We were somewhere and they were talking about identity theft. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's exactly what happens to women. We suffer from identity theft. We forget who we are as a sole individual and we get caught up in the identity of being a mom. Mm-hmm. being a wife, 
being an employee, being a churchgoer, being all of these other like identities that we take on that we forget who we truly are. Mm -hmm. And especially after having a baby, you can really lose sight of like who I am as a person. So reminding yourself of the things that you like and not getting so caught up in trying to be super mom, being so caught up in trying to be a mom that you forget who you are as a soul individual. Amen. That was good. Amen. All that right. Was good. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to say? Uh, thank you guys for being on the pod. Um, it's been well, great. Love our conference coming 2020. Hold on. We have to allow them to give their socials if they would like to be reached. And Mel, Mel can talk private. about. Are you still private? I've never been private. You being private. You, you got your tweets locked. Oh, tweets stay locked. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell them where you can uh, reach, you can... where they can be reached. <laughs> tell them where you can be reached. <laughs> and if you want to go a little bit into detail about your book, that's fine too. Oh, okay. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Don't tweet me. Uh, <laughs> at You've Got Mail. Um, I am also the mother of baby on stage. So you she is not follow. my child. My gosh. I don't have yeah. no daughter, Kev. It's not It's his. my niece. It's, it's my ours. <laughs> Their daughter, my niece. Yeah. His niece. Yes. Um, and uh, as Melissa was mentioning, I have a book, ABCs for Girls Like Me, ABCs for Boys Like Me is on the way. Um, and it is an alphabet, alphabet book that highlights the accomplishments of um, black women. That's the girls book, obviously. And then black men for the boys book. Um, so you can absolutely purchase it. It's available. It's also on Amazon, but you can also purchase it on kevonstage.com or abcsforme.com. Uh, yeah. And y'all sell merch too. Yes. Merch. Kev. Underrepresented. Uh, more shirts on the way. Um, yeah. And those are on exclusively on kevonstage.com. Oh, yeah. I like that exclusively. <laughs> that felt special. And you can find your boy through her. <laughs> he is on Don't be page. liking none of the pictures because it's beer. <laughs> don't Appreciate y'all for watching. We don't we think love you guys. Our conference love our conference in 2020 in Atlanta. We are doing clearly. 2020 like next year. Like next year. We okay. just started the beginning uh, planning stages. So look out for that. Registration to come soon. Um, thank you for joining us as always. I am Miss Kev on stage. He is Kev on stage. Me. The Kev on, stage. Kev on stage, and we will be back in your feed next week. Thank Peace. you so much for watching. Bye. Blacks. <laughs>